Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Well, look at your neighbor and say, this word is for you. All right. Thank you, John. Well, I'm going to start a brand new series. First of all, I want to say I'm, I'm so glad to be back in the house of the living God. Amen. I miss you guys. and uh, We had a great time. I want you to do something for me. Pray for our pastor. I believe he needs to uh, join Life Challenge when he gets home, John, because he is addicted to golf. And uh, we had a great time a time together, and kids had a great time with Papa and Gigi. But, uh, man, I listened to the word last week by Pastor Shannon Brock. Wasn't that a great, great, timely word for all of us? Man, he did, he did an awesome job. Well, we're going to go into a season here. In fact, you can see we've added a whole bunch of new chairs. We've actually added, like, I think they added 40 or 50 this last week. And uh, because we're gearing up for Easter. And how many of y'all know we're going to have some CEOs in here? Right? Some Christmas, Christmas and Easter only or some Christers, Christmas and Easter Christians. And uh, you guys aren't those. Amen? Come on, give me an amen if you're not one of those today. And so we're believing. And this is my heart. And this is what I want to share with you today. This is my heart. I'm going into a new series. And I was, it was kind of birthed out of the new Corey Asbury song, if you've heard it on the radio, called Homecoming. And in the song, he talks about prodigals coming home. He talks about criminals coming home. He talks about uh, people that were lost and weary coming home. Can you get an agreement with me that there's lost that are coming home? Come on, let's get an agreement that we have some neighbors that are coming home. Will you get an agreement with me that there are sons and daughters that need to come home? Come home to the kingdom, amen? We're, we're going to get an agreement. Maybe it's a mom and dad. Maybe it's an aunt or an uncle. Maybe it's a grandma or a grandpa. Maybe it's the White House. Come on, somebody. That they would be coming home. I'm believing for revival. I'm believing for a shakening. I'm believing for an awakening. And so that's where I'm going. And if you've been listening in the mornings on Facebook, uh, I did a series for, uh, gosh, probably three weeks on the life of Moses and the ten plagues and those types of things. But this scripture really jumped out to me, and I studied it in that NIV because I like what it said. But it says in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 10, if you don't know the context there, Moses grew up inside of this Egyptian home, and then he made a mess, and he ran, and this is where he met his father-in-law, and he's in the wilderness at a time. But God puts it on his heart through a burning bush experience to go back and to free these Hebrew people. God's people. And he tells him in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 10, he said, Now go, I am sending you. Everybody say me. He said, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. How many of y'all know they're God's people? How many of y'all know the people in Amarillo, Texas are God's people? Amen. Amen. How many of y'all know Potter and Randall County and all, all the around it and the state of Texas? And even God, God even loves Oklahoma people, Doug. <laughs> Amen. He's an OU fan, so I'm going to pick on him. But how many of y'all know they're God's people? And, and God is sending you. God is sending me. God's called you to be a witness. In fact, the Bible, we're fixing to go to the book of Acts. In fact, if you want to go ahead and go there, go to Acts chapter 12. But I'm believing for a time right now of where we're living that we're going to be living out the book of Acts. 
When we see the book of Luke, that Luke wrote in the book of Acts, I believe he called it Acts because it's Acts of how the church age should live today. Hebrews 13, 8 says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the things that I see that happen in the church at Antioch, the things that I see that happen inside the upper room, I believe those are acts that should be displayed today in March of 2022. I believe that signs and wonders will occur. I believe that the dead will be raised. Not only the physical, but those that have been dead in sin for 35 years with a needle inside of their arm, that they're coming home to Jesus Christ. Amen? Those that have been bound and addicted to alcohol or pornography, I'm praying that they come home in Jesus' name. And all those things that happen in the book of Acts, it happens in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness. Everybody say witness. In Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So God has called you and I, with the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, being our helper and being our guide, to be a witness today bigger than we ever have before. God's called you to be a witness on Instagram. God's called you to be a witness on Facebook. God's called you to be a witness inside the job. God's called you to be a witness at Pakistan, totem and united. I've been studying about Jonah, and I love it when Jonah comes out from the bottom of the boat. How many of y'all know you got to be careful who's inside of your ship, right? But I love it that Jonah says, I'm Jonah, and I serve the God of the Hebrews. You know what that did? I was meeting with some men, and I was thinking to myself, do I present myself, hi, I'm Travis, and I serve the God of the Hebrews? Do I serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? I love it that he presents himself, and he introduces himself as the one who, who, who worships the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I had to ask myself, am I such a witness in my everyday life? I may be on Sunday morning, but when I leave here and go to Furs, Furs ain't even a thing, but you know what I'm saying, the Golden Trough Corral, um, or I leave here and go to Jorge's, is it presented in my actions, in my smile, in my attitude, in everything that I do, that I say, hi, I am Travis, and I serve the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Amen? And so I believe we're coming into a time, if people are going to come home, we are the hands and feet of Jesus, is what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians. In another scripture we see in Isaiah 55, 11, this word that goes forth out of my mouth will not return void, but it accomplish what it's meant and it's sent to do. So I've got to be careful of the words that are coming out of my mouth that I'm speaking into my kids, into my wife, into my family, but also the things that I'm speaking to my friends, the things that I'm speaking to my coworkers, the things that I'm speaking to the politicians on the TV. I need to repent of that already. The Bible tells us in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Can I tell you, I am not ashamed of the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm asking some people this morning, who is not ashamed? Y'all need to wake up because I already am. I promise you, I'm talking fast. I may need an interpreter up here. But I'm excited about the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what I'm trying to set up today is this, that we're coming into a time where sons and daughters, people bound in sin and death, are coming to life and victory. Amen? I'm declaring it now. The Bible says in John 12 and verse 32, it says, I will draw all men unto me. And I believe God wants to use me and the Jesus that's on the inside of me and draw men to the Jesus in me. Not my personality, not my gifting, not my talents, but what Christ in me, the hope of glory, the Bible says. 
And so I want you to open your Bibles to Acts chapter 12 and verse 4. We're going to, uh, 12 and verse 4, let me tell you where we're at here. Peter and James, they're going all over the countryside. They're now filled with the Holy Spirit. The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion, is what the Bible says. And so they are bold. They're preaching the gospel. Well, Herod grabs a hold of them. The Jews don't necessarily like some of the things that are going on, and he sees that it pleases the Jews that he rests them. He chops off James's head but throws Peter in prison, and this is where we pick it up in verse 4. When he had seized Peter, he put him in prison, turning him over to four squads of soldiers of four each to guard him in rotation throughout the night. I'm reading from the Amplified. Planning after the Passover to bring him out before the people for execution. So Peter was kept in prison, but, but fervent and persistent prayer for him was being made to God by the church. But the church prayed. Now we go to verse 6. The very, that very night, before Herod was to bring him forward, Peter was sleeping. Everybody say sleeping. Between two shoulders. Two shoulders. Not shoulders. Well, he was. But he, you know what I'm saying. Soldiers bound with two chains and sentries were in front of the door guarding the prison. Verse 7. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared beside him and a light shone in the cell. The angel struck Peter's side and awakened him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. The angel said to him, Prepare yourself and strap on your sandals to get ready for whatever may happen. And he did so. Then the angel, angel told him, Put on your robe and follow me. And Peter went out following the angel. He did not realize that, that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. Verse 10. When they had passed the first guard and the second, they came to the iron gate and leads into the city. Of its own accord, it swung open for them. And they went out and went along one street, and once the angel left him. Verse 11. When Peter came to his senses, he is still asleep. He said, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angels. I know this is a lot of scripture, but we're a Bible church. Right? And has rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting to do to me. When he realized what had happened, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was called Mark. Where many believers were gathered together and were praying continually and had been praying all night. When he knocked on the door of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda, I love it, came to answer. Recognizing Peter's voice in her joy, she failed to open the gate. But ran in and announced that Peter was standing in front of the gateway. They said to her, you are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so. They kept saying, it is an angel. But meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. I mean, y'all know you, if the door ain't open, you need to still knock. The Bible says knock and the door will be open. Ask and it will be given to you. Amen. And when the, the door opened, opened the door and saw him, they were completely amazed. But motioning to them with his hand to be quiet and listen, he described how the Lord had led him out of the prison. And he said, report these things to James and the brothers and sisters. Then he left and went to another place. He went on preaching the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was not ashamed of the gospel. So this morning, I want to talk to you from the subject of, but the church prayed. Are you ready? But the church prayed. You know, I can tell you in my own life and things, events that have happened throughout in my lifetime that it could have been bad, but the church prayed. Like somebody was going down the wrong road, but the church prayed. 
That person was going to die, but the church prayed. How many of y'all know there is power in prayer? The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So Peter was locked up, and this is where I want to go this morning. I believe this represents lots of things. Uh, We can read the context of the scripture, but I want to just come to you from the lens of think about somebody who's locked up. This may be you in the room today. Maybe you're locked up in an offense. Maybe you're locked up in an old habit that you want to get rid of. Maybe you're locked up in a a, a financial disappointment. Maybe that's what it is. You're locked up in some kind of disappointment that one of your kids or someone that you love has done against you. And it's locked you up. It's put you in a place that it's been hard to get out and trust people. Maybe, Maybe this represents your son or your daughter that's locked up. Let me see a show of hands. You have a son or a daughter that's locked up in something today. I'm telling you, you can represent that. It may be a dream that God gave you 10 years ago and you feel like it's still locked up. I'm here, I'm here to declare to you today. But when the church prayed, a miracle happened. I, I, it may represent, I, I believe, where we are in the world. We're locked up in a demonic atmosphere. But I'm here to tell you, I still believe that the church can pray and break some things off of that. I believe that we don't have to, I, I, I believe that I know that some things have been prophesied and some things will still come to pass. But I, I believe as the church prays that, that, that God's angels will be over my family. That he will provide all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That my health will be restored to me. I'm praying that, that, that my kids and in my home. The world and America may go nuts, but I'm telling you in my home, as of me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so that's what it may represent. But I want you to go with me in the text here in verse 6. So we know that the church prayed, but it says in verse 6, that very night before Herod was to bring him forward, Peter was sleeping. Yes, you read it right. How much time do I have? Oh, good. We're good. He was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and sentries were, in, were, with, were with him. Sentries were in front of the door guarding the prison. So James has died, but Peter, he says, you know what? I'm just going to take a nap. You know, and, and we know, you know, it's one thing to be in rest. In verse 11, it kind of tells us that it's not like he's in a place of faith because I just want to ask the question out there. You know anyone out there who's sleeping? Like they may be awake physically, but they're asleep to the things that are going on in the world. Like they're asleep to how the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. How, how, How they're asleep to of really what's going on inside of their marriage or what's going on inside of their kid's life. They're just asleep to some things. And in verse 11, it says he came to his senses. So this tells me this, that this wasn't, this wasn't like a biblical rest that he was on. I, I believe he was just, he was sleeping. Now, I think, you know how we can rest in the Lord. And I brought a pillow here because I'm, I'm a visual person. And I actually, in my basement last night, I actually laid down because I was thinking about this. Because, well, let me, well, let me just do it right here. He could have been, he, he thought to himself, you know what? Finally, I've been all over the world preaching the gospel. James is dead. I'm so sorry, James, but I'm tired. 
I'm just going to take me a nap. And think about it. He's laying there. I think that, I don't think that that might be the case. I think that he's just tired and is weary. How many out there are just tired and weary? You've been going. You've been fighting. I've had this appointment. I've had that appointment. I've, I, I feel like I can't catch a break. I'm laying there and I, I, I'm just tired. I'm weary. I, I don't know what, or, or maybe it represents this. Maybe it represents that you've been plagued by a certain thing for so long that you've just given up and you've laid down. Can I tell you, when you lay down like this, it compromises your vision? In fact, let me just come down here with it like this. There's a lot of you in the back that you ain't going to be able to see me. You in the front can see this, but this compromises your vision of things that you can and can't see. See, when I'm in one spot and I'm laying right here, there's only a few things that I can see. Can I tell you, the enemy, what he's wanting to do is make people sleep. That's why the Bible says, wake up. Wake up. And so then I think to myself this. I need some help. I need some people. All right? Dalton, come up here. It's a big boy here. I want you to think about this. I need another one. Jared, come up here. All right? I know this is weird, but lay, lay beside me. All right? Y'all just lay beside me. Because the Bible says this. That there was two guards on each side. There were shackles in each hand. And so these, are you picturing it? This guy is such a threat. He's such a threat that he has to have guards but laying beside him. If he's going to sleep, sleep beside the guy because we don't want him to get up. And he's sleeping there, but I give me the end to think last night. I know so many people that are in this church right now that they got fear and they got failure laying next to them. They've got them hemmed up in a place that they think they can't get out of. They have a place, they're in a place in their life, they got shame, guilt, they got condemnation, they got past, they've got failure written all over them, and they think to themselves, I would get up, but I'm hemmed in, I can't go anywhere. They're sleeping, but I'm here to tell you this morning, the church was praying. I hope you get that in your heart this morning. It don't matter what is on your side. It don't matter how much you've been laying in that bed of disappointment your whole life. It don't matter what the enemy's been telling you that you're never going to get up. You're never going to get out. You're never going to break free. I'm here to tell you the church prayed. And so he's laying there and he's asleep and he's thinking to himself, you know what? I fought and I fought and I fought and there's no way that I can get out of this. I'm just here to tell people today, if you have felt this way where these guys and you're hemmed up inside of a place, God came today to me to tell you that you're going to wake up and God is going to set you free. Amen? Amen. Come on, give these guys a hand this morning. You got it? Appreciate y'all. Listen, it's time to not sleep anymore. Come on, we need to wake up. Come on, if we're going to have a homecoming of sons and daughters come in, the last thing a mom and dad needs to do is just be sleeping. We need to be praying. Instead of sleeping, we ought to be being on our knees and saying, God, only you can make a way when there seems to be no way. You're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and what you did then, you can do today. Are you hearing me today? I know I'm excited, but this is an exciting word. 
And the Bible says this, and suddenly, everybody says suddenly. Verse 7, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared beside him, and a light shone in the cell. And the angel struck Peter on the side and wakened him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. Now, first of all, let's just address the word suddenly. Because I love the word, because we serve the God of the suddenly today. Come on, how many of y'all believe that suddenly your marriage came out of a bad place and restored it? How many of y'all suddenly God healed your body? How many of y'all suddenly God sent money into your bank account when you thought you were going to be broke, distraught, and bankrupt? And if you are in here today and you think there's no way God's going to get me out of this, God brought me here to tell you we still serve the God of suddenly. I'm telling you, I'm excited, but this is a word for us today. The God of suddenly. In fact, in Scripture, I was thinking about it this, this morning that in Luke chapter 2, suddenly, the, where, where the shepherds were out there going to see Jesus, and suddenly, angel of the Lord came to them. In Acts chapter 2, in the day of Pentecost, the Bible says, suddenly a sound from heaven of a mighty rushing wind. In Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas are locked up in prison for preaching the gospel. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. This is a God word. This is a Bible word. This is a Jesus word. And it's in there because it reminds us and builds our faith that no matter how far we've been down, suddenly God can bring us up out of it. So the light shined. Look at this. The light shines in the cell, but he still has to wake him up. How many of y'all know those people that the light has shined in their life and they're still asleep? Like, how can I not describe to you that God pulled you out of this mess? Dr. Phil did not. Only God made a way when there was no way. Right? But, but he's still asleep. Uh, come on, let me just see a show. How many of y'all know some people like this? All right? You may have your hand raised and you've been like this. And you still have doubt, disbelief, and, 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 and all of these things because you think there, there's no way. And so this is where Peter is. He's still asleep. But the Bible says, get up. Woo! I'm trying not to preach, John. But it's all over me this morning. He said, get up. See, what happens is, this is another example of like Peter stepping out of the boat. He knew. He said, get up, because the natural always unlocks the supernatural. But I want you to think about this. He is at a place sleeping. The light shines in the room. He's still asleep. Let me come down here. He's still asleep. He's still laying down. His vision had been compromised. See, there's, there's people that they still can't see God getting them out of the mess at the end. Because they can't see how he'll do it. God didn't ask for you to know how he was going to do it. He just said, have a little bit of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. He's saying, trust the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding and all my ways acknowledge him and he will direct my path. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know who he's going to use in my life. I don't know what institute or what system it's going to happen. All I've got to do is have a little bit of faith. A mustard seed type of faith, and it will move a mountain, is what the Bible says. So think about this. As he is sleeping there, he's thinking to himself, there's no way I can get out of this. But when he gets up, he can see. Are you, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, 
You may be still sleeping in something that happened to you as a child. I'm here to declare by the word of the Lord, you need to get up today. There may have been something that happened to you 10 years ago, something that, that was wronged you or somebody did something against you. Or it was unfair and you, you've still been sleeping in that gloom, despair, and agony on me. I'm here to tell you this morning, it's time, saints, to get up. We've got to get up. You know what every morning I've got to do? I've got to get up. I've taught, I've taught myself I'm not going to hit the snooze button. In fact, I feel like a failure when I hit the snooze button. Because I want to get up. I want to do some things. I want to go. I want to make a difference. I want to go to the gym. I want to get in the Word of God. I want to um, uh, uh, pray and seek the Lord. I, I've got to get up, and I believe that is a word. Uh, also, if you just need some, you need some drive in your life, you've got to get up. You're wondering why your life is falling apart. It's because you're still sleeping. I'm telling you, a bum gets nothing done. I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> I rhyme all the time. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? You've got to get up if you're going to see what God has in store for your life. And so he gets up. He gets up. The natural unlocks the supernatural. His vision had been compromised, but now he could see things a little bit differently here. Now we get to verse 9, and Peter went out following the angel. He did not realize what was being done by the angel was real, but, but thought he was seeing a vision. So what I see is this. I see that angel saying, you know what? You're still a little bit asleep. I'm glad you're, you're up now, but I need you to come with me. You come with me. You know what I believe that in 2022, God has called us as saints to do? There may be some people that are sleeping out there. You help them get up and you drag them home. Come on, you drag them home. Now, don't do it violently. Don't pull a gun on them or anything like that. But we say, you know what? You need help, and I'm going to help you get the help. His name is Jesus. I'm going to bring you home. Verse 10, it says, when they had passed the first guard, the second. Now, lean in here, because God gave me a revelation of this. They came to the iron gate that leads into the city. Of its own accord, it swung open. How many people in here or know somebody that feels like a door has been shut for so many years, and you've quit opening it? God, God put it on my heart to for me to tell you this today, that the door's already open. You've just been sleeping. Like, I'm not going to call him because he's going to reject my phone call. How do you know if you don't call? If you sleep on the phone, you don't know if there's going to be restoration inside of that relationship. And God wanted me to tell you this, that the door has already been open. The door is open today. Seek him while you can find him. The door's been opened. And, and, and it may not, uh, but here's, I, and I believe there's a time to wait upon the Lord. But I believe those things that you've been sitting on for years, you've been sleeping on, that the enemy has put it inside of your mind. That door is closed and it will never be opened. Well, you don't know unless you get up and you try. You see what I'm saying? He had to get up. The angel drug him there. The door wasn't even locked. I believe there's doors that are represented So, uh, in here today of that. But what I love about this, and this is where I'm going with homecoming, is this. He went 
to the house. He was drawn to the house. You know, we as the church, what are we doing to draw all men unto the church? What are some things that we're doing in our personal lives? What are we doing as a church whole, as a body? What are we doing at, at, with, with the words that come out of our mouth and ministry and things like that of people being drawn to the house? But this is what real, really the Lord gave me this um, revelation years ago. So the church was praying. Everybody say, but the church prayed. I'm going to say it again, but the church prayed. Come on, get it in your heart today. The church prayed, and as they're praying, finally, he comes up from sleeping. Finally, he gets up, and he comes to the house, and Rhoda's there. Recognizing Peter's voice and her joy, she failed to open the door. Now, I believe this, this, I believe this is, I, I pray with people all the time. I believe in for a job, and God opens a door, but they won't take that job because that's not the job that I wanted. Well, is it money? How many times do people pray and they keep the door shut? When God's saying, here's the door, I'm just seeing if you're obedient with this door, then I'll open the door that God has in store for you. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Lots of times they think, they, they think that it's going to be perfect, but you know what? It's acts of obedience that gets us into the promised land. And so this is where we've got to be careful if we pray for the door to be open, if we pray for those who are sleeping to come in, when they open the door, we as believers can't go, oh, you've, oh you look like that? Uh, you might change that outfit and you can come in. Change that attitude and you can come in. Change that personality and you can come in. Change... You change out there first before you come in here and change. How many times do we as Christians and believers say, do you see their tattoos? Did you see their piercings? Come on, these are sons and daughters of somebody that is opening a door. Stop smoking that meth before you come in here. Live a perfect and clean life. Stop shooting that in your arm. Stop drinking alcohol, uh, being alcoholic before you, you walk in these doors. No, 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 no. No. When they come to the door, let's not be like Rhoda and go, <gasps> I swear it was him. And it is them. You know, I'm bringing a call to the church this morning to say, you know what? Let's bust the door wide open and say, Welcome home. Welcome home. I'm coming home. I'm coming. I don't know how it goes. Mama, I'm coming home. Yeah. <laughs> how many of y'all know we're believing for those to come in today? We're believing for those sons and those daughters, those that are lost as a ball in high weeds, lost as a goose in a snowstorm. Those people, we're believing God for them to come into the house of God. Let's not leave them out there to rot and stay asleep. Let's do what we can like the angel did and said, you're sleeping now, get up. I'm bringing you home, and when you get here, we're going to welcome you into the kingdom of God. Verse 17, it says, But motioning to them with his hand to be quiet and listen, he described how the Lord had led him out of the prison. And he said, report these things to James and the brothers and sisters. So basically what happened is this. The church prayed. 
and God opened the door. The church prayed, and God opened the door. The church prayed. John, if you want to go ahead and come. The church prayed, and God opened the door. You know what I'm believing right now during this time of homecoming, coming into the Easter season, and even for the year of 2022, I'm believing as the church prays. God's going to open the door for those people to come home. How many of y'all know some people that need to come home? How many of y'all know some people that need to come home? Come on, everybody should have a hand raised. I know people that needs to come home. And you know what I'm believing for? In this time, during this time, that they're coming home. The ones that have been asleep for so long, it's time for them to come home. But I also believe that this morning, I believe that there is people in here that you're asleep. And I'm going to ask for some boldness this morning of people. Everybody just stay seated because I, I, I believe that we as a church, as but the church prayed. And he came up out of his sleep. He got up and he came back to the house. If you're out there today and you feel like, you know what? I'm asleep. I feel like I've just laid here and said, you know what? This is just how it's going to be. This is what it is. I'm just going to stay here. I'm not going to try to get better. I'm not going to try to fix it. I'm just going to stay right here where I am. The Bible says, but the church prayed. I believe there's power in prayer today. I believe there is power in prayer today. I believe there's an anointing here today to break off the yokes and bondages of sin and death. I believe there is an anointing here to break off a mindset of staying in the place that you've been. You've been asleep. But it's time to wake up. If that's you today, I want you to stand to your feet. If you've been asleep, come on, amen. Praise God. If it's one, it's one. Come on, I know there's more than that. If you've been asleep, it's time to get up. This is what we're going to do as a church. I want you to find these. Find these that are standing up. We as a church, we are going to pray. If you're close to one of them, just lay your hands on them. Lay your hands on them. Lay your hands on them. But the church prayed. But the church prayed. God, I pray right now in Jesus' name. We get an agreement. We stand in faith. And I pray for these that are standing on their feet. God, you know representation. You know every marriage that is represented here. You know every son. You know every daughter. You know every financial thing. You know everything that's happening. So, God, we get an agreement. Just like the church got an agreement. You prayed for Peter. Lord, I pray right now for these brothers and sisters. I pray that you make a way when there seems to be no way. Lord, you said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so, Lord, I pray for hearts. I pray for minds. I pray that you direct steps right now in Jesus' name. Lord, that you're ministering to these that feel lost in despair and all alone, that feel like there's no way, there's no hope. And God, I just lift them up to you. I pray that they would come out of that dark place, come out of that sleeping place, and that they would get up. They would get up. Get up right now in Jesus' name. Go where they're supposed to go. Do what they're supposed to do. Lord, I pray that as they answer the call right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would would, uh, make a way. Make a way right now in Jesus' name. Make a way. Lord, in these finances, I pray for freedom. I pray for freedom right now in these finances. Freedom come in Jesus' name. Lord, do what only you can do. 
Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord of hosts. God, do a work. God, do a work. God, do a work. God, do a work. Oh, Lord, I pray that they would see themselves in that hidden place. In that hidden place. In that hidden place, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, minister. I pray, Lord, that you're giving them steps right now as they stood to their feet, as they got up, as they stood up when it looked hard in front of all these people. I pray, Lord, as they got up, as they made that motion as Peter did inside of that prison from a place of sleeping. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. As they made the motion to get up. Lord, freedom's coming. Freedom's coming. Freedom's coming in Jesus' name. Let's all stand to our feet. If you're in this room today and you say, you know what, Pastor? I'm in the room and I've been asleep because I don't know Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. The Bible tells us in Romans 10 and verse 9 and 10, it says, if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in my heart that he died on the cross and on the third day he rose again, he'd come live on the inside of you. If you're in this room today and you say, you know what? I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If I died today, I don't know if heaven would be my home or hell would would be an eternity for me. Listen, you don't have to live life questioning what it is for you. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. The Bible says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is this, it's the good news, that Jesus, the Son of God, came to this earth, a blameless, spotless lamb, was tempted in all three ways as man has been tempted. The Bible says that they crucified him, they buried him, and on the third day he rose again. He showed resurrection power that a dead life can come back to life. You may have been dead in your sin today. You may have been dead in your past. Listen, you don't have to live in it no more. You can live in victory. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So if you need freedom in your life, that's the good news. That it's nothing you have to buy. It's nothing you have to do. It's everything that's already been done for you. That's the good news. So if you're out there and you say, you know what, Pastor? I need to get things right with God. I need to to ask Him to come live on the inside of me. I need to make things new. Today is your day. I'm going to count to three. If you're out there and you say, Pastor, you know what? That's me. I need to come back. Come back to Jesus. That's me. One, you're away from God. Or maybe you've never accepted accepted Jesus. Two, three. Who is that today? Just shoot your hand up. You say, you know what, Pastor? I don't know Jesus today. I need to make things right. Is there anybody in the room today? Praise God. I believe everybody's saved. Amen. Here's your assignment for the week. But the church prayed. But the church prayed. Are you inspired today? Come on, who's inspired? And sons and daughters are coming home. Amen. Things are going to be restored. There's going to be a great homecoming. Amen. Just like that girl you had to invite to the homecoming, you need to invite some people to church. Right? I mean, get some guts up on on the end. You know what people are just looking for? They're just looking for an invite. You know what they're looking for also too? Will you go with me? Well, yeah, I'll go with you. I'll sit with you. I'll sit beside you. I'd love for you to come. I think so many times we get stagnant right where we are. And we just like, 
I want to go to church. I want to see my people. And I want to go home. Listen, God's called more out of you than that. Listen, if you've been serving God for quite some time, and that's what it is, just invite them and we'll seal the deal. I mean, not to say that you can't seal the deal because I believe you can. But if you're not at that place yet, you just invite them here. I promise you this is a place where they'll feel loved, where they'll feel brought in, that they'll feel at home. And so we can't have a homecoming unless we invite them. Invite them. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the men that poked the hole in the roof and brought him to the home of Peter, Peter's house, but they had to take him there. We've got to bring them here if they're going to be healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.